Go. <laughs> Go. Hello, everybody. This is Tita. I am the half of Tiffany for <laughs> conversations with Tito and Tiffany, a black girl and white girl talking about black girl and white girl stuff. <laughs> and today we have the Miss Pamela Davis from the Well Done Life podcast joining us on today. And we were going to have another guest. Uh, unfortunately, she's not feeling well. So we're giving kisses to Aaron. Yes. And we were going to have, I don't know if you've heard, well, if you were live with us, you, you would have um, watched the conversation on Black Love. But no, we didn't post it on YouTube or IG because um, we, <laughs> you know how sometimes you just got to redo stuff. Well, that needed to be a redo, not just because of conversation. Tita and myself was out of it. Uh, I was getting distracted by something else. Erin went on her own planet about talking about something that we really <laughs> had no idea what she was talking about. Pamela was like, hmm, trying to grasp this. And Tiffany was like, gosh, did I not explain what we're going to talk about today? So, you know so how that You just need a redo, right? Sometimes the redo. Yeah, Aaron's not here for us to do the redo, so we're just going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We're going to talk about Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh, we just talked about it. Me, look, let me mute myself for a second <laughs> so I can just breathe into this and uh, see who comes on live just in case they have questions. Okay. okay. I'll come back. Okay. okay you, you go do, do you, do your thing. Um, so yeah, before we, before we got live, we were talking about Kamala's uh, recent comment about that racism doesn't exist in America and um, how there was a lot of uh, backlash for that, rightfully so. And then we started to talk about what our own um, experiences of that were. Mm -hmm. And Pam, I want you to lead the way because I really loved what okay. you were sharing and the insight around it. And I know you have done your due diligence and you read quite a few articles and you have an opinion around it. So Go for it, girl. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not surprised. And essentially, yes. um, it was just a piggyback of after President Biden's address to Congress, uh, the GOP Senator Tim Scott was selected to give the Republican response. And in his response, he essentially said that America is not currently a racist country. And uh, Kamala Harris uh, responded and said that she also agreed that America is not racist. And um, she definitely took a lot of flack. What she exactly said was that America is not a racist country, but that we have to speak truth on racism. And um, I have to admit when she said it, I like I told you, I wasn't surprised. I'm, I'm not surprised by it. Even though everybody's upset about it, we have to understand that, you know, Kamala Harris, she, that's her opinion, one, and she is entitled to her opinion, whether it's right or wrong. And then secondly, um, she's running for president. <laughs> and so she's not going to be the president of Black people or minorities. She's going to be the president of the United States. And I have a feeling her comments were her just kind of pandering to the middle because she's trying to think of the long game. She wants to be the president. So I'm not, I'm not surprised by it. I, I just, it's just unfortunate 
but that is just where we are. So I, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not surprised. Which is so disheartening. I, I've, I've, cause I, I've, I was saying this to you before. Like, I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of my black friends say, Oh, I'm not surprised where I'm like, Oh, so surprised. And I, I just, honestly, I brushed over it because one, I was like, that's not true. She didn't say it. Like, I don't believe everything that I read mm-hmm. um, or see, especially on social media these days. Um, oh, but I was like, no, that's been taken out of context. There's no way that she could say that. But then there was obviously more and more and more and more about it. Um, Tita, mm-hmm. you were saying that you were, uh, T- by the way, Tita was up in arms yes she, she was, was honey. having many tita moments she was not yes. happy um and pam i love what you're saying around like she's she's in for the long game like she's she's yeah. vying for president like i didn't even think yeah. about that like the strategy around yeah. it and that's a really good point we have to think about it people are already even though the, I think, I mean, we've only had him in president as president for such a short amount of time. People are already setting the stage for 2024. Right. That's what they're thinking about this. And I'll be honest, this is about power. I, I was watching the view the other day. Actually, I watched the view after this came out and to listen to the comments that they made. And Megan McCain clearly said, this is the long game. Like this 2024 is in effect. Everybody is about power at this point. And when she said it, I said, you know what, that is exactly right. I mean, that's what these party, these political parties are based on. It's all about who can be in positional power. And the Republicans want everything back in 2024. And the Democrats are trying to keep it. And Kamala Harris is playing, she's playing the long game. And that's why I feel like for her, she's going to start kind of twisting. And then it kind of also goes back to like what I told you also. Um, we're a society of trends. We're a society of trends. Uh, back then, when she was on the campaign trail, we were in the middle of uh, civil unrest that probably would have rivaled the 1960s almost. And everybody was going to say whatever is necessary to calm things down, but they're also going to say whatever is necessary to get them in power. Right. Yeah. Get those votes. Yeah. And I just think that that's why, unfortunately, this is where this is how she kind of approached it and I don't agree with it but I'm not surprised by it and you the other thing that you were saying too which I thought was was good or insightful was that you know when it came to Trump and Biden you just voted for the lesser evil and I've heard a lot of people speak about that and again that just is so disheartening and disappointing for me I get it because Mm -hmm. you know when when we had inauguration day like the relief that I had and the way that they spoke and the way that they showed up for people of color, Mm -hmm. black communities. Like, it just felt like, like, Oh my God, there's, there's a change happening. And so that's why I was in denial. Like, I was like, there's no way she said that this has been taken out of context. It can't be possible. (laughs) Oh, I can understand. And it's just like, I think we all were at that point when Trump was in office, we just saw the country just like sinking quick, like things were just getting out of hand and he had stopped governing. So we needed somebody to come in and clean up the mess. And Biden was that candidate. Biden had his missteps. I mean, with his interview on the breakfast club, when he was like, if you don't vote for him, you're not black. Uh, Kamala trying to pander a little bit here and there. It's like, you're trying to get a politician to figure out how to be cool. And when really we were, really, we were at that point where it's like, 
we literally almost might have a white supremacist in the presidency and we have to get rid of him. And then it got to the point everybody had. It wasn't just white people, white people. We had all realized yeah. this has gone too far. We need to pull him back. Um, so I think that's why I hate to say it, both of them got in. I'm, I'm an independent. I'm not, I actually denounced being a Democrat during all this. So I gave up my political affiliation. I'm going to stay independent because I, I think it just suits me better. But I liked, um, I liked Bernie Sanders. Right. I did. Because yeah. um, I do feel like we do need more of a balance of social, socialism. However, I was uncomfortable voting for him as well because I was like, no offense, God love. I felt like this job was going to put it, just go ahead and tip him in the grave. <laughs> and I did not want him to, to die trying to do this man had already had a heart attack on the campaign trail I was like and things are so jacked up right now I need somebody who's going to be able to fix it if anything Biden could fix it and so I was cool with it I wasn't even comfortable voting for Kamala as a presidential candidate I was not and I did not want Biden to choose her as his vice president I wanted either Keisha Lance Bottoms or Stacey Abrams, but I understood yeah. in the long in the long run why he didn't choose Stacey Abrams because he needed her on the ground so that he could get where he got. But I wanted somebody different from the political specters because I feel like when you get in politics too long, you lose touch of the people. I agree, and I also have heard Stacey Abrams say that she wants to be on the ground. She doesn't. She she her words yeah. were paraphrase something along the lines of I can do more good here doing what I'm doing here than in presidency so yeah yeah no I totally agree I feel like Stacey Abrams is out here doing the Lord's work and we we need her all over now especially as all these voting laws are coming up to make it harder but yeah so Kamala was always problematic but I guess I was excited about her winning because it's emotional I want to see a black woman win But then at the long, at the end of the game, we have to remember she is also a politician. I was saying to my boyfriend before, I was like, stuff, well, not stuff, but, you know, we talk about defund the police, we should defund politics. Like, it's such, and it's it's every country you go to. But Tita, Mm -hmm. you said you were surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I was. And I don't even remember how I found out, though. I mean, I know. Didn't Pam? yeah, Can I tell you something? Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to figure out how we even got there. Because, oh, I don't remember. It was, the, it was the gal, I can't think of her name. When I first saw her at a um, council meeting and she read those counselors their rights. Remember how she had a, a poem and she was talking about um, the Black experience and racism and stuff. And now she's grown to do her own oh, story. Yeah. I can't think of her name. Oh, but, is that the one you sent me on Instagram? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get her name. We'll put it in yeah, the show notes. So she was talking about the Asian... Lindsay, hate. Lindsay, Lindsay. Yeah, act. And I was like, wait, what? Because I hadn't what? been watching the news or whatever. I was like, they passed an act on Asian hate? And I was like, we still yeah. can't even get to anti-lynch laws? Yeah. And we can't get no black hate laws? But yeah. she was making the point. Her points were on target like if we have black hate laws then what can the police not do you know what i mean then all these other mm-hmm. factors come into play because there's been so much hate and racism towards blacks that if they put that law in place 
it's gonna tip America's <laughs> on its head. So I got that point, but then that's when I was sharing to other folks and then Pam was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah you know what Kamala said? And I was like, what do you mean what? Yeah. yeah what Kamala's saying like, yeah, we're racist country, right? Kamala, and she's like, no, she said, we're not racist. So I was like, wait, what are you talking about? And I think I even laughed at Cam or Pam, Pamela, 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 and was like, I think that was a blimp. I'm sure she. Oh yeah, it was so cute. You're like, oh, I can't be. That's not true. I was like, oh, like that was my reaction. That was my she reaction. She sent me the article, and then before she sent me the article, though, I was like, let me do some researching. And all, all these, you know, reputable, um. Yeah, uh, magazine uh, news outlets were coming up, and I was reading all of them because I was like, okay, was it out of context? Like, yep. how is this mm -hmm. really being said? So I wanted to read all of them. I know. And I, my intellect and critical thinking said, she said that we're not a racist country, but we have, but let's be careful of the right. truth about our racist system so i'm like yeah. that just makes that doesn't oh, I know. that confuses yeah. me out of nowhere but i understood when when pamela was telling me why i was like i don't give right why because to me then you're minimizing all the black people here in america who have struggled who have tried to break through certain barriers break through certain systems and you slap to me, okay? Like we said, we can have all, all our own perspectives. To me, you slap Stacy in the face. Because Stacey Abrams been, did all that ground, on the ground work. And you gonna turn around and say America isn't racist when, when she, um, I mean, uh, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's like wait a second, you punched her in her face because the reason why she didn't become Governor Atlanta is because of racist behaviors, racist things that transpire behind the scenes called AKA cheating because we don't want a black woman to be a governor. So she did everything she could do to get Biden and Kamala in office. And you're going to turn around and say, America's not racist? Yeah. I don't know. If people out there listening, if I'm literally missing something, literally, seriously, if I'm missing something, please let me know. Because at the end of the day, still, I know the the points Pam make, like, okay, but she's coming to be president. Well, I don't, I don't need. If that's how you're gonna go about it, by throwing people underneath the bus. I mean, even though Trump was like, we all know, he didn't literally come out and say, okay, blacks. You know what I mean? He didn't. It wasn't like. He, he didn't, he didn't like take us and throw us. Like we knew his behaviors. We knew how he was, but I feel like this, her saying that, uh, just literally just minimizes the black experience. What's her name? Um, she I just kind of feel like Brendan yeah. Brown, like even Tanara Burke. Is that how you say it? Yeah, like she just wrote this book with Brandon Brown and it talks about the black, you know, the black experience and trying to yeah. get through, be resilient and the shame and stuff. 
and even Oprah Winfrey's book that she just came out, what happened to us and yes, you know, I'm like, so what do you, so those are very reputable people. Those stories are very real and true. So to me, that seems you just, you just minimizing that and you're just taking that away. That is my perspective. That is my opinion. I'm not saying I'm hundred percent correct, but I'm saying if that's your way of trying to become America, I mean, become a president, I just, I, I don't know. But I think that's the, I think that's the trend kind of like uh, Tiffany and I were talking a little bit of offline about it because right now, um, like my last week's episode, I talked a little bit about it. Uh, it's called the ugly truth. The truth is under attack in America. Like truth is like empathy is under attack. Just like truth is under attack. Right now there's a trend where people want to look at how they can rewrite history. And we're being distracted by some of these points, but we kind of all are unfortunately going to have to refocus again because like, Mitch McConnell recently wrote a letter to the Education Commission. Um, it was on CNN. And uh, literally exactly what he said was, I would like to have them look at defunding the 1619 Project by the New York Times, because he feels that that type of writing is considered to be divisive and that it is going to politically, uh, it's, it's inflammatory, it's divisive, we're politically dividing the country. And there's also Marjorie Taylor Greene, who remember was recently trying to launch this Anglo-Saxon view of education and caucus. And then you also had recently Governor Ron DeSantis talk about looking at how they can um, restructure history <laughs> to be more patriotic based. There is a, a push by the GOP um, to try to look at how they can, and essentially, if you think about it, rewrite history because they feel that some of the history of our country has been inflamed and it is, or exaggerated. And now we are flaming the fan, the, the flames, fanning the flames, excuse me, within our society to make people believe that America is a racist country, that there is racism that still believes. There are people who believe that this country is not racist every day. And that these experiences that we are having are one-off experiences versus something that's rooted in our culture. And that's something that we have to pay attention to. That's why I said, I think Kamala's kind of, what she said was not surprising is going along with the theme. Because after everything that happened last year with George Floyd, with all of the burnings, with all of the riotings, you have now seen people take even more of an approach to make sure that that never happens again. Here in the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis just passed, along with his other stuff, uh, riot, uh, rioting and uh, demonstration laws that prohibit a lot of the different types of protests of that nature. And it's because they're trying to make sure that that never happens again. So it's not that, that no one's trying to address the issue, it's how do I exact control? And control can be done through legislation as well as also through education and indoctrinating people. And that's scary, that's yeah. scary. I mean, it's interesting when you talk about the inflammation of history, like even if they took it down 10 notches, the facts of the things that happened in this country it's still so bad, but it happened. Like it's undeniable. Like it's, yeah, that's, that's a scary thought. I do think the education system needs to be changed and better. And I think Tita and I've talked about like real history, black history is real history, but that's 
crazy. But how can she say that it's not a racist country when they've just passed that um, Asian but hate law? Everything Pamela just said was racist. So you're telling me we're not a racist country, but that's what I'm saying. Everything you talk, everything mm. that passed in um, Congress to not have protesting, to 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 break the voting laws, to you know, just all the different things. That is racist because who are they targeting? The only reason why they're doing that is because of black people. So quit telling me America's not racist. But I, 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 I agree. Yell at you guys. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not yelling at you no, guys. I know. It's so good. It's so that is being okay. racist. The reason why that's happening is because blacks have got a little bit more power in the voting sector, mm-hmm. right? Um, we've got more power of protesting because we even got some other, some, some beige folks to come do that with us. So it has grown. So my point is, <laughs> you get my point. My point is if those things didn't transpire, they would not try to be putting these things in law, AKA America is racist. Her whole comment is contradictory. And the other thing is too, like if she if she's playing the political I want to be president, it would let's face it, we've had this discussion. It was the black women that that got the votes in the first place. So stay focused there. Like I yeah, it's yeah, it's like a moving target, I think, for people, you know. I but I, I think the strong the stronger issue to me again I'm like I said I'm not surprised but I think the stronger issue is we just keep further doing things that are not going to help us really address the issue like you can rewrite history all you want that's not going to change anything you can pass legislation there are people who are willing to go to jail I mean to to violent, to protest to do those things people are willing to do that the, the, it's this serious for them so you can do all of that and you still won't get the end result of what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? No, because it's just going to inflame it more. Yeah. So yeah. you, you got to heal what you don't reveal. When do we get to the point where we just admit, yes, racism is rooted in our country. Not everyone in this country is racist, no. but racism is in our history and our makeup. And we are doing everything in our power through legislation, through actions to fix that for the next generation. It's really that simple, but that takes accountability. That takes admitting that some of the systems and the things in place are, 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 are racist, admitting the truth and, and putting the mirror back on the country. And that's the problem. We just keep trying to come up with all these ways around saying what's really the facts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's not helping. Germany did. But see, that's what Germany did. They finally had yes. to say, okay, we did do what we yeah. did. And it didn't right. like every how can you deny that? That's the thing, right? right. Like it's the same thing. Right. How can it's you deny saying, it? Right. It's not saying every citizen in there, because all those people weren't most of the people weren't around anyways, right? So of right. course it's not saying that you did it, but it's part of the history that has caused a lot of havoc, trauma, challenges, and situations. And if you keep sugarcoating it, if you don't admit and be honest what the how the country was at a particular point in history, then you can't get on the other side. That's just like right. feeling trauma. We, you know, when you have, when you go through trauma, you can't get to the other side of that until you accept it, acknowledge it, 
and then do the things you need to do to heal through it. And that's what our country needs to do. And you know, like on our last podcast, like I said, no, not everybody's racist. I understand that. But the difference is from what I see it is you may not be racist, but are you anti-racist? Because if you're not doing anything different to change the narrative, if you're not helping stepping in places where you know you do see more bigotry or you do see more discrimination, and if you just turn a blind eye to that, then you know what? Technically, you are racist, okay? And yeah, I know that's going to be strong on certain people, but it is because you're allowing the old systems, you're allowing the old behaviors to continue. And if we keep allowing that to continue, we'll be dead and gone. And they're still going to be having these conversations. Well, it's like and, the generation before us, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I know politics is, no, see, I, and I'm tired of that too. I'm like, we got to stop lying about, po- like politics needs a whole, that needs a whole. Oh yeah. What's the word? Yeah. For, and I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> yeah. what comes to my head is not really what I want to say. So I'm trying to say something. <laughs> a whole 360 chain. I don't right. know. Like a whole. Overhaul. It, it, yeah. It's, it's bad. You know, because it's bad. Because it's not even politics. It's about who the spotlight, the limelight. Mm. And it's just, it's just opposing because. The opposite, the opposing party brought something to the table that could actually be beneficial overall, but because yeah. your party didn't bring it up, you're just automatically raising your hand and saying no, like without even knowing anything behind it, whatever the substance is. Like our country, oh, I need to it's, go on mute. Hold on. It, it, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a power play. We have to understand that this is power. We are a country built on the, the need for power. Yeah. That's in everything we do. We, we're always aspiring to be the best. We're always aspiring to make the most money. We're always aspiring to do. Well, I'm not going to say we suck. I just think that <laughs> we, need, we, we, need a, we need a makeover. I don't think you know we fully saying, suck. Though, I mean, like you can't, you can't expire to be great when you don't want to accept everything or you want to just choose and pick what you want to look great and expire to is what I'm saying. So totally agree with that. how do you, how do you, how do you aspire when you can't look at everything? You, I think you aspire when you are looking at everything as a whole. So that's why I say we suck. Sure. Not saying we suck. But no, I'm just no, no. no, we do we, sometimes. So. <laughs> we lie a lot and we get in everybody else's business and we got our own backyard messes. And that's the thing. That's what bugs me too. We always trying to be in everybody else's country and tell everybody else's country what to do. When we, True. when we jacked up, we trying to say there's no trying to rewrite history. What? But we're, 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 a, we're a caste system. And nobody wants to admit that we are a caste system. Oh yeah, we that too. We are we are a caste system, um, and that's the problem because really, okay, we're America is great for certain people, but America that's not what the premise of this country is about. The premise, the premise in the Constitution, yeah. this is the land of the free, the home of the brave, where everyone has an opportunity to live their best equal life. Like we don't have that type of country at, anymore. 
or maybe we never did. I mean, I, I as somebody asked me that, has, have I ever felt like there's a time when America has been great? And I'm pretty much honest to say that's a very complex answer because I don't know, you know, that we, I see more homeless sometimes in America than I see in other countries. And I think about that when I go, when I used to travel a lot, I'm like, I feel safer walking around in other countries than I do in my own at night. <laughs> I'm like, I think about that. My friend and I went to Cuba a few yeah. years back before everything. And I felt safer walking around Cuba at one o'clock in the morning than I feel I would feel of walking around here at one o'clock wow. in the morning. Wow. Like it, it's a different type of experience. So I can't say America is not great. My problem with it is I want America to be great for everybody. There has got to come a time where we figure out how to leave people the hell alone because of their skin color or their ethnic background and just let everybody be who they are supposed to be or their sexual orientation. Like yeah. we're too preoccupied in everybody's business. Kind of yeah. to your point, Tita, like we want to fix everything in every country. Like I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what skin color you are. I don't care who you love. I don't care. That's not my job to care. As long as you're not hurting me and mine, do you and you're contributing to society. Well, how come that's not, a, that's not enough sometimes here? Yeah. That's just never enough. And that goes back to the core issues. We don't have to rewrite history. We just need to start figuring out how to let people live. But I'm still, oh, sorry. I'm no, still, you're I, fine. I want to understand more. I, even if I have to do some research, because I'm trying to understand what is this re, rewrite history yeah. thing that it, trying to do i mean i don't when did it start i'm trying to think when did it start i think it actually started on the trump <laughs> um because even he, yes trump had i i can't remember the exact name i'm trying to see if i can figure it out and google it trump had was even talking about it as he got voted out of office thank god that they were looking at how they could change the school curriculum because they felt like the things that the kids are being taught are too heavy focused on racism and everything. Because remember, there was a senator who said not too long ago, well, it was a misstep. Well, you know, there were some good parts of slavery too. And I was like, excuse me? There's, I don't know, not to me. It doesn't seem like being enslaved would be good to anybody. He said he misspoke. And I'm going to say that he possibly did, but it was a discussion oh, around education. Smart. Yeah, I'm going to Google it while we're, talking yeah. if I can try yeah, to find it I'm curious because I don't know what because like if you're talking about that we're trying to be great or we're trying to aspire to be the best then that's not rewriting history <laughs> and that's yeah. trying to say we're trying to sugarcoat some stuff we just really want to bury this we don't want to talk about this anymore can we just move on no because you're still going to behave in the same way if we move on, the systems are still going to be, the systems are not being dismantled. If you're dismantled, if you're just, okay, I yeah, can even yeah. like, okay, I can even give this. Yes, I you found it. On the history, if you're like, it's too hurtful for us, blah, 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 whatever. Yes. At least dismantle the system. If you're dismantling system and you're going to have equity or equality, mm -hmm. I should say, equality amongst the skin color and all that. Mm -hmm maybe I could even give that right but you ain't even trying yeah. to dismantle the systems and you're still trying to rewrite history so I know but that <laughs> it, it is it is true um I found it it was back in September of last year um and this is from NPR 
the mm-hmm. Trump, annou- uh, Trump announces Patriotic Education Commission, a largely political move is what they titled it. So essentially, um, President Trump on Thursday said he would create a commission to promote patriotic education and announced the creation of a grant to develop a pro-American curriculum. Um, he said it was a reaction to a growing push by some academics for schools to teach an American history that better acknowledges slavery and systemic racism. In the speech, Trump decried what he said was a twisted web of lies being taught in U.S. classrooms about systemic racism in America, calling it a form of child abuse. He reprised themes from the speech he gave, I guess, in July. He had given a speech at Mount Rushmore, and I remember that. He felt that teaching this horrible doctrine to our children is a form of child abuse, the truest sense. For many years now, the radicals have mistaken American silence for weakness. They're wrong. There is no more powerful than a parent's love for their children. And patriotic moms and dads are going to demand that their children are no longer fed hateful lies about this country. Oh, my God. And in particular, it is stemming from the 1619 Project. And I've listened to it and read it. And if you haven't, I would strongly recommend everyone listen to the 1619 Project. It is is an amazing body of work um, because it really details how from the first enslaved enslaved Africans came to America all the way to now, how you see some of the um, atrocities that happen, especially to Black farmers in regards to land so it is definitely um a really good it's a good podcast listen um it's only i think six episodes yeah but it's it's very short it's concise but it's very Mm. good and a lot of people are talking about the 1619 project because of the fact that now it is being looked at as a possible education source for children as a part of their um in part of their curriculum. And I think that that's important. I mean, but again, that shows you how the divisiveness began. And I think it's just, it took a break, obviously, when he got, um, did not get reelected, but now it's starting to come back. Cause I do know Ron DeSantis did pick it up. He was talking about doing something like that here in the state of Florida. Yeah, because they don't want the truth. That's what truth, I'm saying. Yeah. They don't that's want terrifying. The truth that's out. scary to me. That's, that's, me too. You can't rewrite history. You can't rewrite yep. something that has transpired and happened. And mm-hmm. you can't say that America is not racist when, again, yes. you have too many systems and people who are not Black behaving in ways to keep oppressing um, darker skin, right? So I just, I, I and then I guess I'm just still confused on how she can say we're not a racist country, but then say, but let's be truthful about the racist systems. Systems. So yeah. it's like I, she's I, saying we were racist, but we're not anymore, but the systems are still there. Right. They're and, trying to- and they're still getting place. That's why we're taking, that's why we're, yeah. we're um, trying to have yeah. these new deals that still causes the system yeah. to be there. Because in, in their defense, or I guess they're part of their def- defense of it is that they feel like it's indoctrinating children to hate America. And okay, well, no, <laughs> no, no I'm, you could say, oh. okay, to so what to protect the. I mean, when you're experiencing it, you're tired, you might get tired hearing it. Why people, I'm not, but you know what I'm saying? Like that whole meme that's like, if you're tired hearing about racism, 
think about the people who experience it every day. Like I can't erase being chased by a mob of white kids and being spit on. You see so that? Let me rewrite that. Like that's not supposed. That's like that's not history. That's not racism. You know what I'm saying? So I know. Uh, so I, I, I know but again, I'm just. No, it's just, this is a, it's a strong conversation. Like, this is a real thing. Like, I'm just looking at Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida. He is releasing a $106 million proposal to do this in here in the state of Florida. He is determined because he's trying to be president. He wants to run in 2024, just so y'all know. He is actually saying that he feels like this is, race critical he he calls it a swipe at critical race theory he feels that critical race theory can just shows how racism continues to be pervasive and it doesn't deny and it keeps denying that we have made these advancements he feels like we are trying to teach our children by teaching race theory how to hate themselves so now he wants to come in with this new stylized plan to be more pro pro who hates themselves he feels like I, I I agree. I don't really think I personally I don't know because I don't have any children. I don't think my child learning about the history right. of our country, That's the race. We learn it from you people who like once we out in the streets. Not, you know what I'm saying? Like we learn but, it from being black in America, not from some some book. We well, he said it. his long term goal is to have high school seniors take a civics test within the next two years in order to graduate. And he feels like this is like passing a citizenship test in the country. Citizenship so, yeah, like that's how he's equating this to our children. Like, that's insane. I mean, literally, but the fact that, again, I, that's why, again, what Kamala said, I understand it is, it is maybe a little shocking, not surprising, but we have bigger fish to fry. Like Kamala is falling right. in line if we're not careful to what we are seeing occur with all of these little under under moves that now, are happening. Let me put it this way. I might be unpopular, but I remember a couple people were trying to say some things about Kamala from her stints in California. And I was like, no, no, yeah. no, people change. You can't, you have to blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, and, they, and the Californians can't stand her. And I have some people from California and I'd be like, why are you guys giving her such a, why are you, they're like, she's done, you know, cause they've had more intimate understanding of certain situations and certain things that said would do, didn't do whatever. And I was like, you guys need to just stop. You're complaining. You're giving her, now I'm kind of like, oh, well, is this what they, a little bit of what they mean? <laughs> a little black, yeah. back a little bit. I don't know. It's. But I think we could agree every politician is problematic to an extent. Yeah. Um, no, I know, but can we get to a yeah. point? Why does that have to be? See, that's my challenge, yeah. I guess. Why does that have to be the norm? Like, it wasn't why the norm. does it have we, to be the norm? Like, why do I have to be as a citizen that I'm struggling? I mean, you know, I'm not struggling. You know, I'm just trying to live as a citizen here in you know, America, right? right? To contribute, to, to do what I can to help. Um, to serve, to, you know, whatever experiences I've gone through, to be there for others, to keep continuing to be better. While I'm doing that, why do I have to look at the people that we do put in office to try to bring more um, 
coordination and more, um, you know, just live amongst each other in a more humane way. Why do I have to look at them like, oh, that's just expected for them to kind of backpedal and to not, not to adhere to what they say they would do. Like, no. They're human people. They're human beings. And they're going to do what they feel right in that moment because we, we say things and we do things based upon an instant. We don't always think when we speak. You know that. We don't. And so she made a decision at that moment to say that. And I always say whether it was a misstep or not, a part of that was your heart. A part of that was your thought because she's a very intelligent woman. So she knows her words are always going to be scrutinized. So what you said was what you felt. So now we know. Okay, great. I know. But I'm a regular everyday person, just like the rest of us on this call. That means that I need to stay alert so that when it's time for me to vote again, I don't know, sis, you might not get it. Somebody else might get it. So and we, we just did all our lives is what you're I saying. I vote for you, Pam. Yeah. I vote, I vote oh. for you. No way. <laughs> I would be like, oh my God. What are you thinking? I, oh, sorry, Pam. Did you have a point to finish? No, you're fine. Mm-mm, oh. good. What are you, cause I know you were there a little quiet over there. Like, I know, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. no. I'm just, I'm taking it all in. I, I'm taking it all in. I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not. As an a beige American. girl. Huh? As a beige girl, what are you thinking? As a beige girl. <laughs> I'm very I'm white actually. Here. I'm just white right now. I need a tan. <laughs> I need to be more beige. I'm going to be the dark skin. side of beige. <laughs> Oh, I see you my skin. I'm so white right now. Um, that's why I'm coming to Florida. I'm coming to Florida to yes. get tan. Yes. Um, I mean, I think, you know, there's uh, the, the systemic racism and the black history is, is, is different to Australian history, but there's a lot of similarities, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I think I, I've, when I've traveled, I've had people, um, of not my country that I've met that have said to me, oh, you're from Australia. It's a really racist country, right? This was when I was younger. And I was like, huh, uh, yeah, actually, you're right. The first time I heard that was outside of my own country from someone else. And I thought about it and I was like, wow, we have a reputation for being racist. Yeah, and yeah, I heard that. Well. You, you were right. You, it, it is a racist country. Um, there's some things that there's a lot of things that we've gotten really wrong and we continue to get really wrong. I think we shared this last time. Australia did apologize. Our, uh, one of our prime ministers apologized to the indigenous Aboriginals for what they did. There was an acknowledgement there. Does that make it go away? Does that make it better? Does that make it right? Does it fix everything? Absolutely not. Do we still have, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily have, um, police officers shooting, um, our indigenous people or people of color, but they're the most high, they're the lowest, um, they're the lowest um, percentage of the population, right? And they're the most highly incarcerated and they're the most um, highest deaths in incarceration. So we've got our own set of problems. Yeah. What I find is interesting when I hear you both speak about, you know, um, America isn't great anymore, right? Like, wait, 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 no, I, I let yeah, me quickly. Wait, 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 no, let me, let me, let me, let okay. me, let me, let me, let me share. Because I think it's really interesting. What I have seen, I've been here eight years now, 
and this is coming from my own lens and my own perspective, Australians have a love not love relationship with Americans. They love Americans. They love America. They love what they create, right? They love what they do. They love their popular culture. They love their innovations. We adopt. I think we're very much an American um, influence culture, Australia, Mm -hmm. as well as British, Mm -hmm. but they love to give, and it's a cultural thing. They love to give Americans a hard time. Oh, you think your country's this and you think you're all that and you're loud and right. So there's those, there's those disparities and there's, There's those, um, um, what do you call it, um, biases, right? But what I have noticed in the eight years that I've been here is that when I came to this country, it was America is everything. America's great. America can do no wrong. No wonder you moved here. It's amazing, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm finding more and more people are like, oh, my gosh, America is not so what I thought it was. America is not amazing. America has issues. It's not what I was in doctrine to believe, right? So it, for me as an outsider and an insider, that someone that's not born in this country, my viewpoint is, oh, America's finally seeing that they're not the be-all and end-all and, and they do have their own issues and challenges and they have, you know, infiltrated Vietnam and, other countries for oil and they have this huge racism problem and there's like this waking up that's happening of like oh it's kind of like when you're it's kind of like when your parents tell you that Santa Claus isn't real right you're like oh my god so that's when you were both speaking that's what was kind of going through my head of like oh this is really interesting what's what's evolving here in the conversations and also in reflection to my own country the challenges that you have here around political power the wrong people in power the wrong systems in place um you know people not seeing each other just for who they are regardless of their skin color like australia only made um gay marriage legal i think four years ago you know it's ridiculous, wow. right? So we're we're backwards in our own way. So I think there's a lot of human, humanity um, type um, things that are across the board as well, where, you know, if you're different, you know, you're judged. If you're, you know, it's just, if you come back to the basics, like, hell, why can't we just love each other and accept each other for we we all are? And if you want to go even deeper, well, we're not even accepting ourselves, and that's where it starts. And I know, Pam, you're big, and Tita, you're big on that as well. Like, it's start, cool. yeah. start what here. About, I, oh, wait, what happened? No, Sorry. nothing. No. Oh, no. It, it felt like, I think I'm starting to be. Yeah, like, a little uh, delayed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a disclaimer. I, I, I know where you're going when you were saying America isn't great. I know Pam was wasn't saying America wasn't great. No, was no. Yeah. I think it, I was saying more of it sucks. And when I, and when I say sucks, I'm not talking about like, there's lots of opportunities here. I'm grateful for opportunities I do have here in America and different things like that. I'm just talking about when it really does boil down to um, who you are in America and the classism can get, it can get nasty, I guess. Right. I'm fine with understanding that there might not be um, that there is classism in a way where, yeah, some if somebody did come up with some in this technology that we're bidding you from and they get the profits. Okay, that's fine. I get that. But I think it's how you you use 
your class, right? You, how you use, if you're using your fortune to uh, keep others down, mm-hmm. then that's problematic, I believe, instead of using your fortune to maybe invest in others and to, to keep the country more flourishing and help others come up who wouldn't otherwise, right? So that's how I feel like to go with um, racism because it's just still hard for me. I guess I'm still dissecting and I know I, I'm just still just dissecting the statement because number one thing is when we look even at Capitol Hill, who do we see in Capitol Hill? So we can even talk about women, right? Who do we see in Capitol Hill? We still see, this is 2021 and we see white men, majority. You've got your little specs with some white women, and then you really have little specs of colored women. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, I get it. Kamala is vice president, but also Kamala became vice president through a white man. So my point, and some black women on the ground doing certain things. So my point is, we can't say that we're not racist because America when we look at, yes, there's still more whites in America, but we do have um, uh, so many different backgrounds and ethnicity. And so the capital should represent that. Just like we people talk about corporations and nonprofits and boards, members, like have the people in leadership represent the con- constituents or the member, right? Well, America doesn't even do that because they still are keeping white men overseeing and ruling America. So that right there in itself displays that we still live in a white supremacist country. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Wrapped you right on up there. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. And I, I mean, I think, like I said, America, saying America is great is very complex. Um, I always feel like James Baldwin, you know, you know, we've earned our right to be able to just criticize America to no end because so we should be able to admit the flaws and everything that make up our country that's just what it is I I can't say America's great or has been great for everybody or anybody I think it has peaks and valleys how about that (laughs) but um right yeah we're yeah America we all are human we all have flaws but I think that we have to kind of get to a point where we stop being surprised by the bs Mm. and then we have we have to because we're not this this all of this stuff isn't new and the problem is not new because we just keep trying to bring old things back all the time we're not trying to do anything radical radical is actually standing up and saying yes this is a country that is racist right. yes we do have we have racism god knows we do and we are trying to fix it mm-hmm. we are doing everything in our power when we that's why we just keep having these issues if we won't admit what we have done wrong in the past and take atonement and accountability for it, we can. And I always hear people say, well, what else do you guys want? You know, you get in all these holidays and whatever. A holiday <laughs> is, is not enough. God. I mean, I, I've never heard anything so ludicrous in my life. Wow. You, can, 
you can keep Juneteenth if I can just be free. How about how about that? Yeah. You know, I'm I don't think any of us really care about that. We just want the opportunity, the equal opportunity to be free and to live fully. But the goalpost keeps changing and that's the problem. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I think the challenge too is because she is vice president though, unfortunately, and saying that, just think how many white people are gonna run with that. Yeah, but then not because. to cut you off. But we had Obama. We had Barack Obama. I have to admit, Barack Obama was the most unproblematic president I think I've seen in my lifetime. He but, was. But did he say, like, racism doesn't exist? I'm just no. saying, like, right. He never said that. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. For Kamala to say that, though, I'm saying as a VP person, right. I just feel like that is what those W's are going to beige, whatever we're going to call them, white people. Beige, where'd you get beige from? That's a new one. I like that. Clear. (laughs) Clear. Oh my God. I'm joking, people. I'm joking, people. Trust me, when you live black in America, you have to joke sometimes. Otherwise, we will go. Okay. And this is, this is, I'm going a little, this is really took me. I know it didn't surprise Pam, but it took me by. It shocked me, so I'm trying to not go deep under. So I know I'm cracking jokes, okay, but just I just trust me, you know, I have Tiffany here who's white and I love her. So no, I'm I'm not having anything against white people. But Some. my point is <laughs> Some. Yeah, except for the racism. <laughs> but my point is, you know, my my concern, I guess, is when you have somebody in that big of a position, yeah. who is a person of color saying, okay, if a white person said it in that position, okay, fine. Okay, because it's like, okay. But for a person who's in that position, who's a person of color, who has stated what they experienced growing up as a person of color due to racism, and then all of a sudden not, I just, I have a huge problem with that because I just know there's going to pe- be people running with that. Oh, Kamala says this country's not racist. So you guys need to stop talking about racism. You know what I mean? So that's more of my. Here's another my, way to look at it too. Like if she gets in, yeah. like if she becomes prime minister and a uh, prime minister, uh, um, <laughs> president <laughs> in four years, and then she, then she renounces and says, hey, we need to look at racism and systemic oh, racism. I will be cheering her right along. Like if, if this gets all the white people voting for her, which I don't think that will happen because she's, you know, yeah. black, uh, I, right. black Indian. Um, but imagine that, like if that got her in and then she was like, okay, now let's really undo all this crap. That I would don't be cool. want her doing it that way either. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I just... Thinking okay, so then this is my last question to you guys. I know we're at. Okay, this is my question to you guys then. So we've been talking about all this. So this is my deeper question. Then why is this being a little hush-hush and getting a little very, very? Why, why isn't this piece being talked about? 
Well, I think it goes back to what Pam was saying. It's what's yeah. ever trending in, in the yeah. moment and it was trended for a while and now it's on to the oh, next it because I didn't even know it trend. Did it trend though, or did it? It blew up. It, oh, it, it blew did. up. It blew up. Yeah, it blew up after I think um, after Biden's speech, and then when Tim Scott said his piece, so that was on for like a couple of days because I think um, actually yeah, Kamala and Tim Scott got donkey of the day from the Breakfast Club for those statements. <laughs> So, which was epic. It was really good. I definitely think if you need a, lead, a, a good laugh and to help soothe your soul through this feeling, you should listen to that because it was really good. Yeah, um, which, by the way, white people watch The Breakfast Club. Yes, I, I know that's good, true. Yeah, good good show for white people to watch. Yeah, you mean beige people? Beige people, yeah. white people, people, translucent oh people, my vampire people. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, silly now, but yes. Okay, watch donkeys. I mean, yeah, watch watch the donkeys. Don't watch that one. That donkey, yeah, donkeys. They're just watching people on TV for the donkeys. But yeah, it was really good, and they totally supported both of those candidates. You know, they really liked both of them, but they did give them a donkey of the day for saying that. And so I think that's the thing: is holding those people accountable to that BS that they say. Yeah, and and then moving on because I hate to tell you like I said there's just so much other stuff going on right you can't you can't afford to be distracted because people are watching that too I also heard on the view they were talking about and actually I even heard some news stations now that the election is over viewership is significantly decreased because you know Biden makes everybody feel really comfortable so people don't watch the news as much as they used to watch with Trump because you just never knew what Trump was going to say or what he was going to do. So you just had to watch. Right. So now yeah. people aren't doing that. So nope. now if, if we think about it, all this crazy stuff is happening and people aren't paying attention to it. We're getting fed back like we used to where, you know, it's comfortable. Right. You know, just little mm-hmm. doses of information. Well. And we we got to motivate ourselves to get back in the fight. I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. I used to watch CNN every night. I, I can't stand it now because I'm like, I need a break after watching the election. But I'm like, okay, I keep reading all these articles about the education and all this stuff that like, I, I hate to say it, like Ron DeSantis is doing here in the state of Florida. And I'm just like, floored. So I need to pay back attention because he is jockeying to be the GOP um, candidate. Right. From what I okay. actually heard- if I can he say something sucks, he does, he can't, he does not lead out. He, well, he's trying to be um, he, Trump's vice, vice president. I know. So everybody better pay attention Could to you that. you imagine those two people? Yeah. And, and you, and you want to yeah. say, well, I want to hear what Kim has got to say. If they were, I'll be like, yeah. I'm about to leave this country. Pam, you make a really good point. Like, not let's not get distracted by yeah. things like that and really focus on the things that yeah. are happening that it c- can make a real difference, right? Like, right. Well, I right. think that's a really point. But when you also, yeah. I mean, you're right. But I guess we also have to acknowledge, and I think we can take the time to, to be like, <laughs> wow, this is huge. Because when you're Black in America and you've experienced racism and you've gone through hell and all sorts of things and someone who you think was understanding and want to say the country isn't racist you got to take a little pause and be like okay wait a second you know you got to dissect that because that hits you hard and then we keep it moving because that's what we've done resilience has been part of our game resilience has been 
part of her character. I actually have this one black white guy. I don't even know who he is. I didn't know he was on my Facebook. I didn't know he watched anything, some old white man. And he gave me a little DM. He said, it looks like to me, if white people were the ones that were uh, being enslaved or ones that were being uh, discriminated against wouldn't make it, it sounds like we wouldn't be able to make it without y'all. Right. Because he's basically making a point of how resilient we are yeah. for the things that we've gone through. So yes, it does kind of hit a little hard to hear that. I, it hit me a little hard. Am I over right now since we talked about it and since I've gone through it last night? Yes, but it, it shouldn't get to a point to where we have to be like, okay, we're over that now. Let's keep it moving. Let's not get distracted by that because we have other things going on. I understand that. Yes, we have other things going on. We should pay attention to, but I think it gets, it, we need to get to a point too, to where that accountability is held right then and there. So that. Yeah. Which so I that, feel like she got, she got put, put through the ringer. Like she really, yeah. she, she did. Yeah. She oh did. yeah, she did. And I'm not saying like that. That's why I'm saying they're not sharing anything of like, I didn't know if anybody did a rebuttal to that. I was looking for that. I didn't There's think articles. Did. Yeah. She, yeah. She did. Speaking okay. of moving on though, um, uh, when we were talking about Obama before, his new hit, well, newish podcast yeah. with Bruce Springsteen. Oh, uh-huh. it's good. It is. I haven't heard it yet. It's I good. He's talking, he's talking about systemic racism. He's talking about racism in the country. And it's just, it's like us right now, like two guys mm-hmm. sitting down in Springsteen's house having a conversation. Two cool you know? guys, okay? Two cool guys. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, check it out. Okay, let's wrap it up because we've yeah, covered a lot here. Long. Pamela, you're amazing. I vote oh, for you. Okay. Thank you oh, for you. coming on. Check out Thank her you. podcast, The Well Done Life. It's awesome. We love it. Oh, Huge fans. Thank you. Of I love it. y'all. So good. And how else can they find you? A well Done Life on Instagram. Yep. Um, the Well Done Life podcast on IG, or you can follow me on my personal at Pamela. I think it's Pamela L. Davis, yeah. <laughs> and then my um, You're like Twitter us. is, I know, my Twitter is I am Pamela L. Davis, and my email is thewelldonelife at gmail.com. Awesome. Yes. Pam's our regular. We love her. Vote yeah, I love for her Pam. presidency 2024. 2024? Heck, nah, dog. Nah, nah. I need somebody with a clean background. Nope. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to pass number one. Yeah, no. Number one criteria. Well, I don't know. No. Too funny. I don't think there's any criteria. Oh my god, I love it. Well, yeah, Trump got in. Anyway, let's. (laughs) uh, Okay, so Tita, how can they? Oh, you did the intro. I'll do the outro for the for a change. Yes. So you can find us on our website, blackgirlwhitegirlconversations.com, which will also point you to our podcast, our YouTube, like, subscribe, share. If you want to email us, it's, I don't even know what our email is. Connect at blackgirlwhitegirlconversations.com. Okay. I love it. And if you like this, let us know what your takeaways were, what you got from it, share it. Um, we're always willing to listen and learn from you all as well. And I know we're getting inundated with newsletters and all this stuff, but I have to say, oh yeah, our newsletters do provide a little bit of different um, insight information 
versus our um, channels. So if you want to get those emails, make sure you go to our website and subscribe so you can get our email. Bye. Bye.